0: bienvenidos a la daily hustle juices wild soy enrique byron is president is mejor cerveza abate poor no filter network i should say no abate poor no filter network miguelito sandiaguito not with us today will the thrill not with us today, and unfortunately, we're not going to have him tonight either for Deuces Wild. He's on some kind of fishing trip or hunting, or I don't know, he's out killing shit. It's just what Thrill does. So, anyhow, I am here tonight. I will do my best to try to fire up a Deuces Wild for tonight as well and get a special guest. I actually have a couple in mind already. I am live from Half Moon Bay, California, where, of course, we like to salute our boys properly, and each and every one of you, when we start the Daily Hustle. I think it's important. So, here we go. Yes, 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 yes! Woo! Remember this, folks? When we are juiceful, we are useful, and when we are juiceless, we are Fucking useless. So, I went over the fact that on Friday, it was my birthday. 48. I don't look a day over 55 either. So, on that note, I spent my birthday with the Birdman Bat guys. Who else would I rather spend my birthday with playing pickleball and My dudes, I mean, Gary and Mark, look at this. Look what they made me. Hold on. The lighting's not hitting it right. But this is Flippy. So you see the double Birdman character. And when I came up with Flippy, and, of course, you guys know Flippy is, I'm getting it here. He's a necklace. And this was the necklace that my daughter, Callie, she's 13, got for her brother and sister as their sibling bracelets, or excuse me, sibling necklaces. And she asked if it was okay if she bought them. And, I mean, of course, I gave her approval. But I liked it so much that I actually stole mine from Colton. And I've been wearing it ever since. Super durable. And everywhere I've gone with Flippy, and that's, well, that's the name we gave him. People have asked me, that, I'm like, dude, I love your necklace. I even got offered 100 bucks for Flippy when I was in Arizona at the Phoenix Open. So I told the Birdman back guys about Flippy. I'm like, look, I think it'd be really cool. If you guys made a bat for flippy and we were just talking about it. Well, Gary, the owner over there, he just went and fucking did it. And he called me up. He's like, dude, I got you two flippy bats. I'm like, no way. You're kidding. And it just happened to coincide with my birthday and when I was going to be in half Moon Bay for this baseball tournament this past weekend. And, And so I'm like, dude, come over we'll play some pickleball and <clears throat> go from there but look just a reminder because this also coincided with Flippy now becoming available first and foremost to all the daily hustle 222 22 day challenge participants for those who finish I'm considering it, considering it the a finishers medal but I went on The website today, as I scroll through here, this is ericburns.com, and look what's at the bottom. Flippy! Yes! He is there. And I've been on Tara, my lovely wife, to try to get him up and available. So it says, meet Flippy. Although many may perceive Flippy to be some sort of negative symbol, He's actually the exact opposite. The smiling... Now, I think that's the key to all this. you got to be smiling. The smiling double Birdman... Reminds us... To remain steadfast with our dreams... Despite the outside world... Telling us... Our dreams are not possible. Flippy is a simple reminder... To continue to relentlessly work our asses off... Through any and all obstacles... We will inevitably encounter in life. Most importantly... Flippy symbolizes love and togetherness. This isn't a me against the world thing. This is a we. Making a commitment to do everything in our power to positively influence this world thing, regardless of naysayers and haters. This grinning little fuckstick figure, literally, represents our attitude of gratitude for all things that come our way, including any sort of perceived challenges, successes, and opportunities. Lastly, Flippy represents the F.U. We all need to survive and thrive in this cutthroat world while also serving as a constant reminder to eternally smile our way through the beautiful education and experiences of life. So here it is up on ericburns.com. You can buy with Apple Pay. You can put your credit card in there. I don't know. It's not really showing up on the screen, but he's available. And I'll say this. Look, I am trying to reserve the first hundred because that's all we have. These are going to go up. They're going to go quick. So if you participated in the Daily Hustle Challenge, 22-day challenge, in any capacity, go ahead and order if you would like. They're 22 bucks. Uh But ultimately, I think this is, again, like – This is a mentality thing, and it's not, I had to explain this to my mom. My mom and I went back and forth on it, and I think she finally got it and understood. But she looked at it, she's like, what is that? Mom, all will be good, so. Anyhow, let's get cranking on today's daily hustle challenge. We are just two days away, uh, but before we do, Let's remember our title sponsor, Online. It continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year with up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends. You can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting. That's my style right there. Contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from desktop or mobile. Head to bet online today to become part of the team. And remember to use the promo code believe capital B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online. The game starts here and let's not forget either. The KT Tape Specialist. This is the Pro Oxygen. This is a really good shit, man. You put this on whatever area, may be sore, might be a shoulder, a back, a knee, a hip, whatever. It lifts the skin. It promotes blood flow to the area. It decreases information. information. I don't know if it decreases inflammation. It decreases inflammation and thus alleviates pain. KT Tape deflaming muscles since its creation. Uh, go ahead and hit the QR code in the upper right hand corner, my left hand corner, and you can find all the latest deals right there. And oh yeah, by the way, did I pull one out this morning? Well, I went here to try to get one. I know that I'm looking for verge. Yes. Spent a weekend with my guy, Jory. That's just a really fascinating dude. Really good guy. Uh, Just a go-getter on the ball. And you know what he's also on? He's on verge. That's right. It's lemon, ginger, honey, cannabis. I don't know what the fuck's in here. But I take one each and every single morning, sometimes twice, three times a day. And we salute Jory. Mm. Really. Really soothing on the throat. So let's not forget either the as I stretch out with the headset, brand new Let Them Play, a parenting and coaching guide to youth sports. Not sure if it's back up on Amazon, it's sold out in a hurry. Uh, But this is a handbook that will help all parents, coaches, and players get through youth sports. Had a fantastic session yesterday at red morton park where the niners used to train we had our tournament this weekend rained out we well i take that back we got 3 games in we got the friday night game in and then we got two games excuse me that was saturday night and then two games on sunday but the funny thing was is that we got delayed for like 5 hours on Saturday. So we were supposed to play at 12.30. We showed up at 11 o'clock and when we showed up it wasn't raining. But they weren't playing. And then they rescheduled for let's see, I guess it was 4 o'clock. So they rescheduled the 10.30 games for 4 o'clock. And then they rescheduled what our game was supposed to be at 12.30 for 6 o'clock. And I'm sitting around. We got all our kids, and a lot of them have traveled a great distance to come here and play. I'm like, fuck this. Let's go practice. So we went out and got in the most fantastic practice. We did cutoffs and relays, full-blown infield, batting practice, in-game live situations, per a spare auto straw. I mean, many people would probably look at this weekend and be like, oh, it's awful, and the weather, and this and that. Look, number one, the weather was not that bad. And they very easily could have played that tournament. Unquestionably. Like I, it, How and why they didn't is beyond me. We had that five-hour gap, by the way, with no rain. Absolutely zero rain in that whole time. Look, I'm stepping back from it, but I want to speak on behalf of all of the other teams that are probably not too happy with this. I empathize with them. I do. Now, we made the best of the situation by going out there and practicing. And then when we did start, we started at 6 p.m. It was cold. It was windy. And it was fucking raining. So somebody makes sense of that to me, that we took five hours to not play. Look, you can't make these calls when you're not on site. When you're on site, that's you have to have somebody there Making these calls. And the problem was, apparently, whoever was making these calls wasn't there. So, we went all this time, five hours without playing in completely dry conditions. So, then the next day, we show up and we actually had to squeak out a 10-8 win over the Auburn Aces. They threw a couple guys on the mound that were tough. Big kids. One kid, 6-2, 73-74, straight downhill. I'm like, man, we're in trouble. Jesse Maddox, our best hitter, comes up, strikes down like three pitches against this kid. I'm like, oh, man. And we were down 4-2 to at the time. If we're down 4-2, to I'm not worried about it. Our pitchers are slipping on the mound. The ball's flying everywhere on both sides. So it was really difficult conditions. I mean, the only reason, this wasn't an offensive slugfest. I don't know. Maybe they had one or two hits. And I think we ended up with like three, but we scored 10 runs just because of all the walks. Well, we got through that. And then the next day we played Swagger. Dave Jefferson, who I've known for years, uh, played against him in high school, travel like all this stuff. He ended up signing out of Pally back in the day, played uh, professional baseball for a long time, has been running this program, Swagger. We took it to them pretty good. In all fairness, they're a group of local kids. Really local and centralized to uh, uh, that's peninsula and that Menlo Park, Palo Alto, Patrol Valley area. Well, that was a 20 to 1 victory. And then the third game we played, we played a team, I think the Bay Area Heat, who had some bats, some big sluggers that were launching balls out of Twin Creeks. was like 300 foot fields down where well, the wind was blowing out, and we were watching them before he played them. So, they earned, they earned our dudes. So, we threw Levi Adam. him. Levi's 74 from the left side himself. Then we threw Teo Adam, who Teo had a pitch for a while. It was a little rusty. And then they got uh, Jesse to finish it up. And that was a 10-2 win. And then Sunday, we were super excited. We finished 1-2. And I don't know how many teams were in the tournament. I have to go back and look, call it. 15 teams but we have a let them play central valley team as well that was playing in the tournament and it couldn't have worked out much better for us because we were one two in the seat so we would not have had to face this let them play central valley team until the finals well we get on we get up on monday morning and excited to play some baseball I would say skies are blue, but just scattered showers all day, and they canceled the fucking tournament. Just cancel it at seven thirty in the morning. Said they're making the difficult decision. The fields took on a lot of water. They're turf fields. They're turf. I just I didn't get it, and I'm sure there's a lot of teams, including us. Like I'm going to put terror on it, that want their money back, I've, I've at least a portion of it back. So. I, and look, it's not about the money back thing. It's about the fact that there's a lot of teams that make these sacrifices and families that make these sacrifices for these weekends to play baseball. And you get to this last day, and knowing that the conditions, yeah, they're not great, but they're playable. There's no question they're played. They're played in stock. that are let them play. Tenue team, by the way, huge victory over MVP Hustle. Uh, they ended up going down to MVP Hustle in the finals. But MVP Hustle's tenue team was 21-0 before LTP beat them. So I'm real proud of Joe and the crew for uh, that victory. And then, they, yeah, they lost in the finals. But this is a team that has just started playing against a tough competition. So, uh, anyhow, you know, another thing as I recap the whole Let Them Play thing, we had a 14-U team at Twin Creeks as well. So we had the two 12-U teams with a 14-U team. with a 10-U team in Stockton playing the same Super Regional NIT. And then down in Southern California, we had our 14-U team there as well. And Striker Pence, who's Hunter Pence's nephew, pitched for our Let Them Play team and played for him. Now, I... Looks like he had a little bit of control issues in the box score. Just that's how it read. But I'll say this. The dude was throwing 90 fucking one. 91 at 14. So there's a reason why he is the second ranked player in that class at this point of time. So anyhow. All right. Enough whining, bitching, complaining. And I don't mean to. Look, I'm grateful for all these tourney directors. This is. A huge deal, and I understand what it takes for them to go ahead and try to put on these tournaments, but I, uh, I would have liked to have seen a, a better effort. Simple as that. So on Monday as well, we then, per a spare out of straw, through hardship to the stars, it's not what happens to us, it's how we react, ended up going out to Red Morton Park, and full blown pride now. Red Morton blows Twin Creeks out of the arse where the Eric Burns batting cases are. And we had a full blown scrimmage with our squad, just a, an awesome opportunity to not only you know teach the game and go over all the different scenarios that we try to encounter, we played an hour and a half, two hours in this game called Chaos where you split the teams into three, kind of very speedball-esque, as we've talked about speedball on this show before. So overall, looking back, I would say we probably got more accomplished this weekend than we would have if they had played the tournament. But once again, I did not want to let that just go, because I do know and I do understand how frustrated, not just we were uh, for a short period of time before we made the adjustments, but other teams were as well. I just look control what's in your control, and if you're going to run these tournaments like that, ah, uh, I, it just you got to run them. You got if they're runnable, if they're playable, you got to play them. There's no just cop-out here. That's bullshit. That's not cool. All right, onward and upward. A college baseball player hit by a pitch seven times and eight plate appearances over one doubleheader. What the fuck? Sacramento State outfielder Matt Massiangelo won't soon forget his performance to open the 2024 season, especially with all the bumps and bruises on his body, serving a painful reminder. That's because the 23-year-old was hit by a pitch seven times in eight plate appearances across two games in a doubleheader against Lyle and Marymount on Friday. Three times in game one in a 4 nothing loss. Ooh, painful. And four more times in game two, a 12-10 defeat. So to add insult to injury, they lost both games. To put that in context, three is the single-game hit-by-pitch ALNL record with several unlucky batters sharing the distinction. To put that in a more, uh, even more context, only one ALNL player has ever been hit as many as five times in a doubleheader. Hall of Famer Frank Chance in a twin bill for the Cubs against the Reds May 30th. 1904. In short, seven hit by pitches in one day is a mark Massiangelo can wear alone. Hopefully, I'm saying his name right. After the third hit by pitch in the first game, I couldn't help but laugh at the absurdity of the situation, said Massiangelo, who was making his Sacramento State debut after playing for Cal State Bakersfield in 2023. It's not every day. You find yourself trying to first base multiple times without swinging. I guess it was after that moment I realized this was completely ludicrous. I had four more balls, unfortunately, find me after that. But, hey, I'll take the on-base percentage bump. That's a motherfucker, man. That's the shit I'm talking about. That's the attitude that these guys need to have. Of course you'll take the on-base percentage bump. Masiangelo posted a 556. On base percentage last year. That's insane. But he was only hit by a pitch once. That's even wilder. He went eight for 20 with six walks across 20 games. Well, here's the thing. As soon as I read this, I'm like, well, he's one of those dudes that must just sit there. Ball comes inside and they don't move, right? You just hear and they lean in and where, 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 but there's statues. But apparently not, figuring he was only hit by one pitch last year. And The other thing that kind of shoots out at me here is that he's 23. That's not normal. Usually college guys are done by 22. I guess we're starting to see it a lot more with reclasses and the uh, COVID graduates that ended up, uh, I don't know, in college for – eight years or whatever else major league baseball a guy that let's just say we're gonna claim him as our dude jackson holiday on the orioles roster made a quote i'm ready as i can be sarasota florida jackson holiday might be ready for the majors by the time spring training wraps up in five weeks orioles general manager mike elias has stated his belief that holiday is close sharing this offseason that there's a very strong possibility MLB Pipelines number one overall prospect breaks camp with the big leagues. The 20 year old, I would think about that. This dude that's getting hit by seven pitches in eight plate appearances is 23, playing for Saks 8. Jackson Holiday's 20, and he's on the brink of the big leagues and is the number one prospect. In baseball, playing for the Baltimore Orioles, it says, Does Holiday feel he's ready to soon make his debut? Quote, Yes, absolutely. Holiday says, Saturday morning at the Ed Smith Complex, I'm as ready as I can be. I think Holiday won't be handed the job this spring. He'll need to go out there and prove that he's ready as he says he is, but it's much different from last year when he experienced his first big league camp as a 19 year old who didn't have a legitimate chance at cracking. The roster, this time around, Holiday has a full minor league season under his belt, one in which he climbed four levels, going from single-A Delmarva, 14 games, high-A Aberdeen, 57 games, double-A Bowie, 36 games, and triple-A Norfolk, 18 games. That's a little more exciting, right? Holiday said, spring, I mean, it's pretty neat to be in this position, excited to be in this position, obviously, to make the big league, to make the big leagues out of camp would be pretty awesome. It's encouraging and exciting. So, if you're questioning, well, why would the Orioles rush this 20 year old who just got drafted last year to the big leagues? He's earned it. Simple as that. He put up numbers that were eye popping 323 batting average, 442. On base percentage, 499 slugging, slash like 30 doubles, nine triples, 12 homers, and 75 runs driven in in 125 games. He comes in, he works. I mean, he's an amazing ball player and one of the best young kids I've seen play, said left hander Kay Pavich, the Orioles' number 10 prospect who spent time with Holiday and Bowie Norfolk. The past two and the past two spring trainings. It's great to have him on our side. Last year, Holiday played mostly shortstop, his natural position, appearing in 98 games, but he also got 20 starts at second base, where Elias said the number said the 2022 number one overall pick would be spending a lot of time this spring. The Orioles would like to have a left hand hitting option at second after losing Adam Frazier. In free agency and holiday could slide into that spot very nicely during the off-season. During the offseason, well, at his massive home training complex in Stillwater, Oklahoma. So you you guys have seen this. Or I don't know if you've seen it. I've seen it several times. Matt Holiday, good buddy of mine. So they have a barn. And in the barn, they have a sick patty cage. And Matt would post these. Videos of not only Jackson hitting, but he's got a younger son that just hits absolute fucking bombs too. But all the other pro guys in the area would come by, and so he's posted videos of them. And the whole time in the background, as this pickleball court sitting there, just gorgeous, this looks like heaven to me. That's exactly what it is. Is it still watered in Oklahoma? Nah, heaven. Anyhow, uh, it goes on to say, let's see here. Grayson Rodriguez. Or no, I want to go back to the massive complex. Uh, yeah, during the offseason, while there's a massive home training complex in Stillwater, Oklahoma, Holiday mixed in drills at second. His goal is to be athletic at the position. And he believes it will come naturally with more reps at the spot. And if the O's want Holiday to play a good bit of second at the big league level, then I'll be ready for it, he said. Early in camp, Holiday also has received advice. From older teammates, the consensus has been that he can only focus on his individual work while trying to make the team. Grayson Rodriguez was in a similar position during last year's spring. train. 24-year-old right-hander, didn't break camp with the Orioles, but he made his MLB debut in the sixth game of the 2023 season. Rodriguez believes Halliday should block out any outside noise. Rodriguez also believes Halliday will – believes – Doesn't believe Holiday will have any trouble doing so. The maturity is a big thing that stands out. He walks into the clubhouse like an older guy. His presence is really nothing young about him. And then everything on the field, obviously he lives up to the hype. He definitely stands out every day. Holiday could get an opportunity to show that on a larger scale during spring breakout. The new MLB prospect showcase that will occur March 14th to 17th. The Orioles prospect team will be facing one assembled by the Pirates at Lecom Park in Bradenton on March 14th. And Holiday may be included in the O's lineup. I love MLB just trying to push this. Oh, push this thing here. It says, if so, an exciting matchup could occur. Holiday, the number one overall prospect in baseball versus Pittsburgh right-hander Paul Skeens, who is the number one overall pick in 2023 and the former lsu pitcher who is the number three prospect overall so yeah just a lot of storylines heading into this spring training trying to figure out uh, really what is the best thing to do with these young guys and it's do you give him the opportunity to come in and fail? I think a guy like Holiday, look, you're the O's. And this isn't your older brother's O's. This team is a powerhouse in the American League East. So the one thing about this is that you're going to have to get production from Holiday. You can't just throw him in there and say, hey, we're going to ride him." Now... What's cool is that you can't put him at second base, so it will alleviate a little bit of stress. Now, he's used to playing shortstop. So how is that going to transfer? And then facing big league pitching consistently, it's different. It's just different. I think he'll do fine first time around, might have to make some adjustments, but this kid has been around baseball his entire life. His entire life, right? His grandfather was a head coach at, Oklahoma State. Now I think it's his uncle is the head coach at Oklahoma State. His dad was borderline Hall of Famer. And just great people. Great people. They love the game. And he is going to be just awesome for the game of baseball. Jackson Holiday. I can't wait to see the younger brother come up too. All right. Here's one for you. Pablo Sandoval. making a comeback with the San Francisco Giants. The Panda is back. The Giants on Monday signed three-time World Series champion Pablo Sandoval as a non-roster invitee this spring. Sandoval 37 hasn't played in the majors since 2021, though he briefly competed in the new Baseball United League in Dubai last fall and has had stints in the Mexican League and Puerto Rican Winter League in recent years. A two-time All-Star and 2020-12 World Series MVP, Sandoval spent his first seven seasons with San Francisco, where he became a fan favorite thanks to his infectious energy and his steady production at the plate. He famously launched three homers, including two off three-time Cy Young Award winner Justin Verlander in Game One of the 2012 Fall Classic, and then caught the last out of the World Series two years later. Okay, hey. I'm rooting for him. I hope it works out. I really do. Pablo Sandoval is a guy like a Jackson Holly, right? They're, they're good for the game of baseball. That infectious energy, super positive. I mean, you're bringing back a World Series MVP. This is why the Giants, they do it right. The problem is going to be when they got to cut his ass. And it's inevitable At some point, whether it happens in spring training or it happens at some point during the year, you know, hopefully he's able to make the team and it doesn't happen until next offseason or beyond. But the reality of the situation here is that this is a complete and total fucking long shot. Love Pablo. Love the fact that he went to that league over there in the Middle East and was hitting nukes. Just awesome. But uh, this ain't Dubai. It's the big leagues. And he's been away since 2021. This game is fast. And when you take that amount of time off from consistently seeing that speed and velocity, the game speeds up. I'm rooting for it. Wholeheartedly rooting for. Him. It's going to be difficult. So we shall see. But good on the Giants just for having the loyalty. Fuck it. What do they have to lose? Bring him in. Hopefully get some at bats. I you know now I mean he's full-time DH in both leagues, so that definitely could be a play there. All right. Uh here is Something really interesting. I mean, just for fun, if you're a fantasy player, let's go over the top fantasy players for this year. I mean, does anybody have a guess at who's number one? It's, I mean, geez, it's not even really close. Obviously, we know the value of stolen bases in fantasy baseball. So Ronald Acuna Jr. takes the top. Spot, And I don't know if this is the projection. I guess it is. 38 homers, 100 RBIs, 135 runs scored, 56 stolen bases. So they don't think he's going to go 40-73 again like he did last year. But they are projecting a 38 home run, 56 stolen base campaign. After that, and this is Bold. I guess, again, because of the stolen base projection, but Julio Rodriguez is listed as the number two fantasy player, projecting 33 homers and 31 stolen bases. Bobby Witt Jr., who just signed a huge deal with the Kansas City Royals, is the third-ranked fantasy player, projecting out 30 homers, 93 RBIs, 102 runs, scored 42 bags, and an 830 OPS. And look no further than Arizona and Corbin Carroll for your number four-ranked fantasy player, projecting out 26 homers and 42 stolen bases. He is fun to watch. This guy is the real fucking deal. And let's give Arizona some credit, signing him before the season last year to a hundred and something million dollar deal. I thought they were out of their minds. I thought they were absolutely fucking crazy when they decided to sign Corbin Carroll. But sure enough, they knew something we obviously did not know. I looked at him I hey, good prospect, good player, nice numbers in the minor leagues. But did I project him out to be a 30-50 guy? Absolutely not. How about Mookie Betts at number five projecting for 33 homers? 116 runs. I mean, that's the thing with Mookie Betts, the the runs. All these other guys, uh, Acuna, let's see, what's Acuna at for runs projection? Acuna, oh, wow. Never mind. Acuna's projected for 135 runs. That's crazy. Mookie Betts projected for 116, though, which is a, a huge number, 15 stolen bases. I wonder if a guy like Mookie, too, Now he's gotten comfortable with the bigger bases and everything else and realizing that it's damn near impossible to throw guys out if he doesn't steal more, knowing this, and realizing the value that it adds to. Kyle Tucker is number six, projecting 32 homers, 25 stolen bases. Fernando Tatis, number seven, projected to hit 36, drive in 104, score... 99 and swipe 27 bags. Aaron Judge, I mean, with him, it's better staying healthy, right? He's projected for 46 homers, eight stolen bases. I mean, can we get Judge moving more? He's fast. Only eight stolen bases. The ninth ranked fantasy player, Freddie Freeman, projected to hit 26 homers, 13 bags and an 897 OPS. And to round out the top 10, numero DS for the top 10 fantasy players and the only pitcher on the list, drum roll, please, Spencer Strider, projected for 184 innings, 257 strikeouts, I mean, that's a shit ton of strikeouts. So, th- I mean, that's got to be a huge, huge benefit there. 15 wins. He obviously plays on a very good Atlanta Braves team. A three one eight ERA and a 1.08 whip. So, it takes us all the way to 11 to 15. Well, have you guys noticed that we have yet to bring up the best player in baseball? Shohei Ohtani. Not in the top 10. He is there at number 11, projected to hit 39 homers and swipe 20 bags with a 926 OPS. It says superstar has potential to produce a rarely seen 50 20 season. Ooh, we've seen the 20 50 season. I actually had one myself. One of 11 guys, I guess now 12. Uh, but we have haven't seen. A rarely seen, I guess. The 50 20. Juan Soto is at number 12. He's with the Yankees for the first time. Look, Soto's at his best when he's going to left center. Everyone's making a big deal about him in Yankee Stadium, the short porch. I'm like, this dude wears out left center. So I don't know how much Yankee Stadium is going to help him. He is projected for a 984 OPS and, like I said, the 39. Homers, 11 bags. Trey Turner is 13th on this list of top fantasy players. 22 homers projected, 25 stolen bases. Matt Olson, he's so good, projected to hit 40 homers and steal one base. Thank you for that. I mean, one? Fucking one? That's it? Jordan Alvarez at number 15. They expect him to hit 39 homers and have a 990 OPS uh projected for one stolen base as well 16 is Garrett Cole they're anticipating 225 strikeouts in 200 innings Jose Ramirez the Cleveland little mighty mouse they believe he will hit 27 steal 23 Austin Riley is number 18, 35 homer projection,